Welcome to Worth It or Worthless, a show where every couple weeks we pull a game from my own personal collection of retro games, take off our nostalgia tinted glasses, and decide, is the game good by today's standards, and is it worth the price of admission? We talk about what the game does well, what the game doesn't do so well, and the things that are just plain weird. I'm your host, Dan, joined as always by my friend Jordan. Jordan, what did we get into today? Today we played NBA Jam Tournament Edition on the Super Nintendo. Yeah. Um, I don't know about this version of the game. <laughs> what do you mean you don't know about this version of the game? Like you, you're just now realizing that it's a different version than you have played before, or you don't know what you think about it, or so I think most people that are into retro games, um, most people in general have fond memories of NBA Jam, and today I just didn't love the Super Nintendo version of this game as much as I had hoped that I would love it. Um, Come to find out researching this game, there are a ton of different versions of this game. Of NBA Jam in particular? uh, NBA Jam Tournament Edition in particular. Uh, There's an arcade, a Super Nintendo version, a Genesis version, a Game Boy, a Game Gear, a Sega Saturn, a 32X, a PlayStation, and a Jaguar version. I can't play it on my Lynx? Uh, no, just your Jaguar. Uh, well, at least we got some of the big cats involved. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was NBA Jam. It was still fun, but I think that this that this this version of the game is a little bit um, strange. Not one of the better versions, I think. See, I I have not played a ton of NBA Jam. Like we grew up with this game. I, I'm pretty sure we had uh, the OG NBA Jam for yeah. Super Nintendo, and I. You know, I got exactly what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like this was, you know, it wasn't worse. It wasn't better. It was exactly what I remembered NBA yeah. Jam being. I mean, we went back and played uh, original NBA Jam version at the end for just a very brief moment and saw there are definitely some different features and stuff, but the yeah. gameplay seemed pretty similar to me. Yeah. According to Wikipedia, the upgrades in this one include tournament mode, more player attributes, player substitutions. Um, that's pretty much what the differences, I guess, are. Yeah, I mean, there were <laughs> way more stats. Like, I think each player had like ten different stat categories or eight different stat categories. There was a lot, and on mm. the original NBA Jam, it was like three or four. Yeah, weird. And on the original NBA Jam, you couldn't really even like change your lineup. You only had two players, and you could choose between which player you wanted to control. Which definitely simplifies things. Like, I feel like we sat on. Mm the character select screen for a long time trying to decide like <laughs> yeah. what two guys were going to fit our play style the best so we could destroy each other. <laughs> yeah. So do you just want to talk about what the game did well? Yeah, let's just jump into it and we can start looking at some of the intricacies of this game. All right. Uh, the first thing I have written down is that it's easy to play. Um, this game, like really anybody, and I think that's part of why it became so popular is it's just such a simple game. Uh, two on two it's just so easy to just turbo and dunk or shoot three pointers the whole game yeah you really only have a couple different you know you're, sh- you're shooting you're passing and you got a turbo button mm. and you know that's about it like I actually have written down too that you don't really need to know anything about basketball to enjoy this game which is great because I don't know anything about basketball definitely not a basketball guy never grew up watching or when we played a little bit of basketball in the front yard, you know, in the, in the <laughs> yeah, driveway. Right. But uh, you don't really have to know the rules. You don't really have to have any clue. Like, there are some uh, fouls that will get called or whatever. Pretty much just goaltending, I think. 
Yeah, uh, no fouls. No fouls. See, I don't even <laughs> no know. Fouls. I don't even know the terminology. You don't have to know anything about basketball to appreciate this game. It's a, yeah. a pure arcade sports game right. where anybody can approach it and jump right in. Much like NFL Blitz, how you don't have to like football to enjoy NFL Blitz. Yeah, um, I think this, this is, is even definitely that. This is even simpler than NFL Blitz, though. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, this was I think the why we got Blitz to begin with anyways is just because the success of NBA Jam and the simplified arcade formula that uh, yeah. Midway nailed I think led to these later releases of of great games like NFL Blitz. Yeah, when you take uh you know a sport that everybody loves or a lot of people love and you you know reduce it take have mm-hmm. less players and you're going to have a simpler gameplay and you're just going to reduce it to its absolute core that makes it a lot more approachable for people. And that's what they did with NBA Jam. That's what they did with Blitz. That's what they did with Hits. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a good formula. Yeah. And I think, too, that it's a, it's a competitive game uh, as a result of it being so simple. It's it's fun. I don't know if it's as fun playing against an AI, which you can change the difficulty of the AI and stuff in this game. But most of our games were pretty close. Yeah, they were. I... Uh, when we first started playing it, I was like, man, this is pretty basic. Like, I don't know if there's like a lot of fun to be had here. It's going to get boring pretty quick. But then I realized that it's a lot deeper than it initially seemed. Like there definitely was some strategy and our strategies <laughs> evolved the more games we played. Yeah. Like at the beginning, I definitely had a way different strategy than what I ended up with. And uh, somewhere in the middle there, I decided like I was only going to shoot three pointers, <laughs> which was worked pretty good until it didn't. And that's yeah. kind of what it goes like you have a good strategy until you don't because your opponent is is uh, countering whatever you're doing. And I was kind of surprised at the the level of uh, strategy involved and how we got really like specific about what stats we were going to target when we were picking our teams to try to go against the other person's strategy or benefit our own. Yeah, there was one game where you hit 19 threes, was it? And I hit 13. Yeah. And the next game, like you picked a different team and the guy had the same three point rating, but he just wasn't hitting literally every single three pointer that he shot. Yeah. Which was a bummer. I really liked it when he hit every single three. pointer. Yeah. I think you were like literally probably like 19 for 21 that game. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, was that the only game that you won? That was, was the only game that I won, but I'm counting three <laughs> other games as okay. moral victories because they were like one they, they point losses yeah. or okay. I came back from right. being down yeah. like 20 points. Okay. Do you want to talk about uh, uh, the, the comeback that, that we saw? Because turn, it turns out that this game has an option of computer assistance. We can talk about this because we, I have this written down in the in the what this game does well. I don't well, think you do. No, and I was actually thinking about whether it belongs in the what the game does well or what the game doesn't do well, because it's kind of both. On the one hand, it keeps the game competitive. When I was destroying you that game, I was up by... I think it was 20 points. A lot of points. Yeah. And then in the third quarter or something, towards the end of the game, I started missing. I missed like five in a row. Um, My guy... I was. It might have been a different game. Um, I, I was missing like open dunks and stuff like that. The computer See, assistance was like screwing me over. So I don't think it was back. a computer. I think it was my pure skill. Yeah, okay. Um, I think that I, I'm a third quarter team. I'm a fourth quarter team, a second half team, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. And no, I definitely benefited from the, the rubber banding system in this game. And some people really, really hate rubber banding. Yeah. Some people really like it. 
I think if you have two evenly matched opponents, rubber banding can be really frustrating. Yeah. Because, and just for those of you who maybe don't know, rubber banding is like the computer's way of trying to make a game more fair. So like the classic example is in Mario Kart. That's literally what I was going to say. Where, you know, (laughs) if you're way at the back of the pack and you're in, you know, eighth place, the game is going to give you some of the best items. So you can... Get that advantage. Get back up to the front. Mm-hmm. If you're in first place, you're probably only going to get coins, maybe a banana. Yeah. You're not going to get the best items. Nobody right. is ever going to get like uh, the bullet bill or the star or any of like those awesome yeah. items when you're all the way at the front. And so NBA Jam does that by, you know, if you're up by a whole lot, it's going to make it harder to score. It's going to make you less likely to get rebounds or to steal the mm-hmm. ball. And yeah. uh, it really helped me because there's we've played games before, like sports games, especially where if one person knows the game, it yeah. can be really frustrating to just get buried by like 30 points. Mm-hmm. So for me, when I was getting the benefit of that rubber band, I loved it and I was having a great yeah. time. You were frustrated and <laughs> I can understand that. Like it definitely is. I wrote down both aspects of it. It's, yeah. it's frustrating when you're evenly matched or when like you are playing against somebody that you really want to beat. But it's a great thing, like especially if you're playing with a younger sibling or mm-hmm. a child or whoever where yeah. it makes the game actually approachable for people who maybe don't have as much experience as you. Yeah, I think why it goes in the positive column ultimately is because you can turn it off. <laughs> yeah, that's um, true. So like I got before we realized what it was, like I was so salty about losing that game. You were. I mean, I was just so like, I was so unhappy about it because I had such a good lead and then I was just getting screwed over and over and over again. And part of me just thought it was me just having a bad attitude. But then I realized like, no, I'm actually getting screwed. Like (laughs) that's actually what's going on here. And so it was, it makes me feel a little bit better that it wasn't like totally my fault. Well, but that's the nice I thing, too. I think it's a good feature overall. If you leave it on, you can blame any of your <laughs> own bad play on the rubber banding. And then even if the computer never even kicked in, you can feel better inside by being like, well, I'm not really that bad. It was just the computer helping out my opponent who's terrible. Well, the thing is, was it like when I screwed up like five times in a row, that's when I started to get really annoyed when I missed five possessions in a row. Um that's what really made me upset was just the how hard the game actually swung. Yeah. It wasn't even like it felt like I didn't. <laughs> it almost felt like you didn't earn it. Oh, I and, earned it. I earned it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I earned it by being so bad that it had right. to basically like put a sheet of metal over the hoop so you couldn't <laughs> score. <laughs> I earned it. But yeah. Anyways, so. Yeah, it's 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 in there, but you can turn it off. So it's it's I think a positive, I guess. I think there's a lot of But it's on by default. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a lot of things in this game that are interesting because you have the option to toggle them on and off. And some of those things are unique to this tournament edition that you don't have yeah. in the original NBA Jam. And those are some of the like special features that add mm. some fun new game types. Like you can turn on these little hot spots that pop up around the court and if you stand on one of these you'll get extra points when you score so like Mm -hmm. a star might pop up that says seven and if you shoot from that star 
instead of getting two points or three points, you get seven points. Yeah, and if you shoot from that star and you're down by four at the end of the game and it's a last-second shot that's worth seven and then you win by three, that feels like really good. That sounds like a really specific example uh, because it is a really specific example. <laughs> I was actually winning our very last game until Dan used uh, the hotspot to score enough points to not just pass me but to pass me by a lot. So, But it does add a new – like at the beginning of this game when I was having those thoughts of like, man, this isn't a very deep game. I feel like we're going to get bored. I was wrong. Uh, not even because of like this extra power ups and all that kind of stuff, but I was wrong because there is more strategy to the game than I thought. Mm. But these little modes that let you do all these different things, like there's the hot spots, there's also like pickups uh, where you can get more speed, or you can do a super dunk from anywhere on the court, or yeah. you can uh, pick up this bomb that makes everybody fall down except for your guy. Mm-hmm. And there's just all these little things that you can toggle on and off and you can have all of them on. You can have just some of them on. Mm-hmm. You can even uh, change the base speed of the game. Yeah. So you can start at just normal speed or you can go. You uh, can I think juice it's the players up to times four. <laughs> yeah, which is kind of funny because like this is uh, this is some foreshadowing for Midway uh, with the later Blitz games oh, that yeah. were all about juicing and steroids <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. So. You can you can speed the game up a whole lot, and then if you get speed pickups and the game speed is up, and you're using turbo, you almost can't even control your guy right, because you just he's glide completely across the court in about a quarter of a second. Yeah, so there's definitely a lot of different stuff, and it it reminds me a little bit of like the the custom game modes in Super Smash Bros. where you can just tweak all these different things like the gravity and the speed mm-hmm. and. Uh, this is way before that and giving you some of those options. It's interesting. If you're getting bored with a normal game, you can go and turn on some of these power-ups or pickups or whatever and make the game a little bit more interesting. Yeah, I think that I think the game is fun, just generally speaking, like the normal mode, but like where I think it really got fun for me today was when we turned on those those icons and it stopped being about like how many three-pointers in a row can I hit? And it was more about running around and trying to like land on the hot spots or like get the icons or just like play this game in a weird way that it, it kind of wasn't the normal way. I started having a lot more fun because I felt like it was, I don't know, a little bit more goofy. Yeah. As somebody who's not a basketball fan uh, or doesn't really even understand basketball, I mean, the most recent basketball experience that I have would be whenever it was that we played the Tiny Toons basketball. Looney Space Toons. Jam? Space Jam. That's what it was <laughs> called? Yeah, Space Jam. When we played Space Jam, and uh, that game had a lot of wackiness to it that I enjoyed, and I'm glad to see that this game had some too that just separated. It's not just a pure basketball game. It's got some other stuff going on, and I really like that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the last thing that I have written down that the game did well was like all the different stats. Um, we mentioned like the original version of NBA Jam didn't have like a ton of stats, but this one has stats that are basically zero to nine on how good they are at their two pointing two point shots and three point shots and dunks and blocks and steals and stuff like that. And it really adds a, a layer of depth to who you want to choose. Yeah, for sure. I feel like that impacted our strategy a ton. Mm-hmm. But the downside to it is it seems like all the teams are garbage. <laughs> it seems like every te- it seems like almost every team in this game has like one good player. Yeah, that's for sure. They give you one good player, one medium pay- player, and one just totally garbage player. Yeah. When I was poking around, it does seem like if you beat the game, 
like go through a store like the story mode and beat the game mm. you unlock a whole bunch of other characters including yeah. like some rookies and stuff yeah so maybe there's uh you get out of that good medium bad when you unlock more players but it's kind of nice that you don't just have like one stacked team because we've yeah. played some sports games like even in blitz there's really only like three or four teams that you want to choose from because speak for yourself i pick the lions all well, the time yeah, that's that's fair. Which but, has never been a stacked team in, in the history of anything. <laughs> no, not since like what nineteen fifty or something. Whenever they won something, it wasn't the Super Bowl. Pretty sure we've never won a Super Bowl. They won the like national a playoff football game. Cha- no, it was the <laughs> it was the national football championship like the year before the Super Bowl became a thing. So they do have like a national championship, just not one that anybody remembers or cares about. Anyways, yeah. So I, I I like the newer versions of NBA Jam because it seems like we have like better players to choose from or better teams to choose from. Um, what is like the most recent version of NBA Jam that you've played? So the most recent version of like proper NBA Jam is uh, the On Fire edition that came out in 2011. EA re-released NBA Jam. In 2010, on Wii and Xbox 360 and PS3, and then they released an update, an updated version with like some more features and new rosters. The year after that, uh, on Fire Edition, and that is the most recent version that I've played, and it's fantastic. I remember when I was in like high school on our PlayStation 2, we had like NBA Street, yeah. which was a NBA pretty Street. similar style game to NBA Jam, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And uh, kind of. It's, I mean, it's like two on two with some like three on three. It's three on three. See, <laughs> I'm showing my you deep remember knowledge so of well. basketball yeah. and basketball games. Is that like the same franchise or developer or anything? Or is that completely separate? Uh, that is EA. I'm pretty sure it's EA. Um, back when they were doing EA big and making games like <laughs> SSX and NFL Street and NBA Street. Um, but yeah, the Street franchise is a well loved arcade basketball franchise. Yeah, that I wish I was playing more of these days, but I just haven't been playing it lately. Um, do you have anything else that you'd like to say about what this game does well, or do you want to move into what it does poorly? Um, it's fun. I don't know if I mentioned that it's fun, but yeah, yeah, that's just something game. I have written down is that the game is fun. The gameplay itself, the everything, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change a lot about the core of what NBA Jam is. Yeah. It's fun as it is. All of the extra frills and added stuff, you know, that's what changes from game to game. But the the two-on-two standard NBA jam, I didn't notice the difference from my memory as a kid to playing tournament (laughs) edition today. Right. All right. Let's move into what the game does poorly. And uh, I have to point out for a game (sighs) called NBA Jam, the game (laughs) has a significant lack of jams. Like you get uh, the one song in. Oh, the, <laughs> you're like, still what in are you basketball. Talking about jams, man. That's all the kids say these days. For you know, it's called NBA Jam, and there's not that many jams. You know, are you neglecting the fact that in the manual there is the option to purchase the the NBA Jam music video? That's tape true. For $15. See, so like, I'm not the only one who put this connection together, <laughs> and it's also in the mid '90s when we had the Jock Jam CDs. I don't know if you remember those. <laughs> They were like yeah. before, like now let's 
whatever the music things are. Those CDs. They're now that's what jams. I call music. Yeah, and you can buy 70. them off a TV and it would be like Queen or whatever. But you get the one <laughs> song in the menu that is not good. And then in the, in the Super Nintendo version, you start the game and it's just quiet. Yeah. There's no music. Super you get, weird. You get the guy announcing. You get like the people moving around on the court and guys like bumping into each other. But you don't get any music and it's kind of awkward and quiet and strange. Yeah. It's really weird because like in in game design specifically, music I think is highly underrated as far as you don't really notice it while you're playing it. But when a game doesn't have music, you really notice it. Oh, yeah. And so it's it's really weird uh, in this case. And I think that I saw some video. I can't remember the channel. I'll, put, I'll find it and put it in the show notes. But they were talking about the differences in the versions of NBA Jam, TE. And I don't think the Genesis version lacks music during gameplay. I don't think any of the other versions. Well, in the little bit of NBA Jam on the Genesis that we played, it did have music in the yeah. background. That wasn't the tournament edition, but the original right. NBA Jam did have music. Yeah, so it's super weird that the Super Nintendo version, which I think just generally sounded better oh yeah as far as the sound effects and things like that well even the music the music in the menu sounded way better Mm -hmm. the the sega one was super compressed and every even the announcer was compressed and sounded kind of strange yeah so i i definitely think the lack of music on this particular version hurts the game and i don't know why they went that way i don't know if the original nba jam on super nintendo has music during the gameplay but this one doesn't, and I think it's a huge negative for the game. Another thing I think that the game kind of doesn't do so well is the lack of modes. Yeah. Um, it very much is. I mean, it's it's a port of an arcade game, yep. so it is what it is, but like, there really isn't a whole lot here other than like the core head-to-head or team game. If you play single player, I think you're playing against all the NBA teams and stuff like that, but it's there's nothing to it you know it's just really just vanilla mode of arcade game so it does have the the power-up modes where you know you can tweak the stuff and change the the gameplay but Mm. what are some like different modes that you would add to a basketball game like what have you seen in other games because i'm like thinking about a sport game i'm not thinking what other stuff is there for a basketball game like midway made nba hang time after this one okay and you could create a player. Uh, like, there's that. There's no create a player. There's no, like, custom teams. There's no, like, mixing it up or variety. Yeah. Um, what if there was a mode where you could only play half of the, the court? Where you had to, like, take the Ooh, ball out on a rebound. Or, like, in the newer versions of NBA Jam by EA, there's, like, modes where you damage the backboard slowly over time by dunking on it yeah and so it's like who can break the backboard there's like a lot of variety that got added later on to these games that made them more interesting and more fun and i get that it's just a port of an arcade game but like by today's standards yeah it's like very much just like lacking in the in any kind of depth at all yeah it definitely is a little bit vanilla um one thing that really stood out to me and kind of bugged me was the fact that the game encourages you to break the rules uh, strategically. 
So okay. Um, if you've played NBA Jam, you know that by making three baskets in a row with the same oh. character, you go on fire, and your guy can shoot a flaming basketball that almost always goes in the net. And you you really want to do everything you can to stop your opponent from breaking up your streak, so you can keep that on fire. And you want to stop your opponent from scoring before you're on fire, so you can get your three in a row. And one way that you can do that is by committing like the only penalty in the game, the, the goaltending, <laughs> which still gives your opponent the points but doesn't stop your streak. So there was many times when Dan would have two baskets in a row and he only needed one up. more. He's heating, heating up. up. And he was about to go on fire and I would shoot a basket and he would goaltend. I would still get the points, which was cool, but then he would just drive down the court and score another basket. And he'd be on fire, or uh, and then he would, I would be on fire. <laughs> the next like seven shots. Yeah, I would. It's shoot. not goaltending when you're on fire, but Jordan didn't know that. Yeah, there's no goaltending when you're on fire. So that just like for me, with like my sense of justice, I felt like <laughs> that seemed wrong. Like that the game is encouraging you. Like I don't think it's a sense of rules. justice as much as it's you don't. It's as much as it's your lack of experience with NBA Jam. <laughs> so you're seeing it as like a good, like strategic way to play, and I'm seeing it as like this is kind of cheap. Well, yeah, because you're shooting a shot, and I have to guarantee that you get those points in order to keep my streak alive. Yeah. You may miss the shot; it may cost me three points to try to go on to take that risk because you may steal a ball, and you did. I think I goaltended. It might have been when that rubber banding was going on, but there was some point where. I was heating up and then I goaltended and then I think I goaltended a second time and still didn't make another shot and go on fire. And so, so there's like a, points. so basically, yeah, I was just giving you points. So there's like a small risk reward kind of thing with it. There is, sort but of. it's just strange to me that the game is encouraging you to break the rules in order to excel. And that might just be my own personal sense of justice, but that felt <laughs> wrong to me. It's a strategy. I don't know, man. It's a strategy. It's a strategy that worked because I could not manage to beat you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you beat me once. Yeah. I'll always have that one time. You that will. That one shining moment, as they say in the basketball world. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I would sing the song, but I don't know how it goes. Is What are you talking about right now? I, wow. I know a basketball thing that you don't. So in the college basketball world, <laughs> when somebody wins the... What's it called? Fantastic Four? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> what is it actually I called? I think they call it Mr. Fantastic. No, the final, when they win the it, championship, the final four, and then there's the human the, torch. The last two. Don't troll me, Dan. I'm trying to flex my b ball knowledge. <laughs> so when somebody win, when they win the oh, whole March Madness. March Madness. Yes. Thank you. When they win March Madness, the final four. At the end of it, <laughs> they have a video called One Shining Moment. And it's all of the highlights, and it's set to like a really bad 70s rendition of this song. And it's a guy singing One Shining Moment. And yeah, I don't yeah. know anything about that. I don't, um, I'm so, not a huge college sports guy. No, I'm just, it's a basketball thing, you know? March Madness. Everybody fills out a bracket. Uh, speaking of <laughs> basketball, I totally forgot. I was in a bracket with like 30 people for yeah. March Madness, and I won. Wow. Yeah. On accident, probably. I had a strategy and it worked. And you had I a got... strategy that the good football schools no. were the ones to pick? <laughs> no, I picked Michigan to win, which didn't work, but I still won the thing because everybody else was terrible. Oh. And I got a plaque. I got okay. my picture on the plaque 
Wow. It's legit, man. I'm I forgot. Like I I have all this basketball cred that I forgot about. Congratulations. Yeah. Just one? <laughs> Just one congratulation? Yeah. Not multiple? Uh I believe that's a, a reference to Snow Brothers. Oh yeah. Good old Snow Bros. Nick and Tom. I wonder what they're up to these days. <laughs> Just living their life. Looking at well What's what's his name? Nick, the Snow Kid, I think looks really good in Snow Brothers 2, the arcade version. If you guys uh, want to go look at those sprites of those guys. It's terrifying. They are utterly terrifying. Snow Brothers, rest in peace. <laughs> one last thing that I have. Bank um, account, rest in peace. One last thing that I have on this <laughs> game. Yeah, seriously, sell that game, make some money. If you don't have any clue what we're talking about, go back, listen to our Snow Brothers episode. You may never heard the game, but your mind will be blown. <sighs> Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe your mind <laughs> will remain intact. But uh, the last thing that I have written down for what this game does poorly is for me, as an arcade sports fan, the fact that you only control one of your two guys is kind of strange. By default. By default, yeah. Like when you are playing this game on the default settings, when you pass the ball to the computer, you can kind of choose when the computer passes or shoots, like to an extent. But for the most part, it's running around doing its own thing. And that is strange to me. Like, I like arcade sports games when you change characters, you're still controlling them. And that is an option. You can go and turn like tag team mode on, mm-hmm. but that's not the default. And that was a little bit strange to only have control of half the team. Yeah, I think I'm just used to it uh, based on my experience with these two on two games. Yeah. Um, I just knew, I didn't actually think that I knew that you could turn that off. I don't think I ever bothered like looking into it. Yeah. It just never bothered me because it's just, it's how like NBA Showtime is or like NBA my, Cinemax, NBA HBO, yep. all my <laughs> it's, favorite it's, channels. It's not actually, it's so it's NBA Showtime, NBA on NBC. That's the name of it? That is the name of Midway's uh, follow-up to NBA Hangtime after That's, they lost the, uh, uh, so Acclaim, who is responsible for the home console versions of NBA Jam, uh, acquired the rights to publish the NBA Jam franchise on consoles. And so Midway, I don't know, I didn't look into it any further than that. Just that's what like Wikipedia says. So they made a bunch of like terrible versions of NBA Jam, like NBA Jam <laughs> Extreme, NBA Jam 99, NBA Jam 2000, NBA Jam 2001, NBA Jam 2002. <laughs> Those are all somebody's favorite game and you just like broke everybody's heart. I watched terrible. videos of them and they all look pretty bad. Uh, yeah. At least every, every one that I saw, I was like, this does not look like any fun whatsoever. <laughs> um, so Midway made different two on two basketball games, except for after they made NBA Showtime, they made NBA Hoops with a Z. Ooh, yeah. Which was three on three. But Mixing that, it up. Yeah. And then after that, we got NBA Street. So maybe EA just stole the idea for Hoops and made it better. Maybe. But, anyways, I don't even know how we got on that tangent. But. Do you have anything else you'd like to say about what this game does poorly before we move on? So, again, like we touched on the rubber banding, and I don't know how much of this has to do with that, but like the one game where you weren't missing any threes, it was like driving me crazy because it's like so unrealistic for a player to hit literally every single three pointer. 100% skill. Yes, 100%. Um, And then like the blocking doesn't seem to line up. 
like how many times were my hands in your face? Both players that on my team had hands in your face and the ball just seemed to like go straight through their hands. Timing. Um, I had a player who had like a nine dunk rating, which is the highest you can do. And he missed like five wide open dunks. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. He wasn't clutch, man. He didn't have it. Yeah, clearly. Couldn't do um, it. And so a lot of it, again, I don't know what of it has to do with the rubber banding and, and we'd have to like do some more testing without it on. But some sometimes it feels like you're being cheated. Like when I miss a dunk, because I was explaining to you, like you hitting every three and I'm like a really good three point percentage in the NBA is 40%. Kind of like a good batting average is like 300 in baseball. It's like it doesn't make sense for a player to hit like 70, 80% of their three-point shots. But you don't want an arcade sports game to make sense. You want the guy to be unstoppable and hitting every three but it's, and hitting it's, every pass. And the thing with three-pointers, every- though, is there's a certain level of risk with a three because it's a lower percentage shot. So you shouldn't hit every single one. Honestly, when you brought math into it, I was gone. <laughs> I, you lost me. You can't. Don't do that. What's a, what's a hockey stat? Is it plus minus? That's a thing. That's a thing, right? That's yeah. like how many goals scored while on the ice versus off or against, right? Or something, yeah, if you're something on the effect. ice, when, a, if, when you're on the ice, if your team <laughs> scores, you get plus one. If the other team scores, you get minus one. What's a good plus minus? It depends. What's a, what, it depends on what? It depends on are you, are you on a scoring line? Are you on a checking <laughs> line? Are you a defensive player? Are All you right. an offensive player? Well, you've uh, you've you defeated m- my point. Never mind. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, don't go bringing math into this. I'm talking about arcade sports games, video yeah. games, man. Oh, man. All right. Well, I'm sorry that I went and brought math into the conversation. It it's just, just, it makes the game a little bit frustrating. And I think that that hurts it, but I don't know 100% if that's fixable by turning off the computer assistance option. As the resident not good at games guy in this relationship, <laughs> I appreciate rubber banding. And I will revel in my one victory. I appreciate it keeping the game competitive. It did, yeah. yeah. You didn't want to win in a bunch of blowouts. I kind of. Well, did. you did. I know you. Against did. you, I do. I know. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, what would you, what would you pay for the experience you just had? Um, I can kind of answer this one. I actually did buy NBA Jam. I think NBA Jam is the most recent retro game that I bought. Wow. And I don't even know why. Like, when I first moved back here, I I used to live in Montana for a while, and then I moved back to Michigan, and we were, like, hanging out and playing retro games, Mm -hmm. and and I had just recently gotten the Retron. I got the Retron on the drive, one of our drives, like, back from montana anyway so i had this retron and i wanted to get some retro games i didn't realize at the time that i would never play them <laughs> so i went to our local games or and looked at their selection and they didn't have a great selection and uh, they had nba jam and i'm like i remember i like this game and this yeah. is a fun game and i bought it and i feel like i i had to have paid less than 10 bucks for it for the original nba jam not for, tournament this edition. is sega genesis nba jam i don't know um, like to me, it's not like that big of a difference. So I'm, I'm just thinking NBA jam in my head. Yeah. What would I pay for this experience? If it popped up on the eShop or something less than five bucks, probably like $3. Okay. It is fun. It's not super deep. I'm not a huge basketball guy, but there's definitely some fun to be had there. Probably three bucks. Yeah. I think in my gut, I feel like $4 is where I'm coming in on this one. Nice. All right. That's probably the closest yeah. we've ever been. Yeah. And probably, is that the least I've ever said? 
maybe, for a game. Maybe, which is funny because you Even are, Battletoads, I'm like, I would pay $20 for Battletoads or something. I think I'd, yeah, pay, like, I'd, say I'd pay like 15 for it or something. I don't know. Yeah, that was delusional. <laughs> but you're a huge basketball guy, and you enjoy this game. Easy. I mean, I'm not a huge basketball guy. I like basketball. I'm stuck as a Pistons fan, so I can't be a huge basketball guy because the Pistons just... You said hurt my soul. You said while we were down there playing that basketball is is to you what hockey is to me. Yeah. So I'm just assuming like you're a huge basketball guy. I do really like basketball, but I don't stay engaged with it because my team is just. So it was probably three years ago. I was like trying to keep up and watch Pistons games. Yeah. And I was it was like hurting me emotionally. Yeah. To just watch the Pistons get destroyed all the time. Sports can do that. And so I was like, all right, I I just can't right now. <laughs> yeah. But I always want to. Like I want to be more engaged in basketball. It's just I don't know. I play this game It's hard as a Pistons fan. I play this game with my students sometimes called uh 60 second biography and I have a list of like all these questions and you have to answer as many of them as you can in 60 seconds and it's all sorts of stuff like where do you go to school how old are you what's your favorite color like that kind of stuff but one of the questions is is it ever acceptable to cry over sports and I think that that (laughs) (laughs) I think that one question tells you a lot about a person and uh their their journey with sports and I've definitely had times where I'm like I feel like sports are affecting my emotional state more than they should be. <laughs> yeah. For me, like crying, no. But like I told you, like when we were picking teams, I was like, I can't pick the Spurs. I've hated the Spurs for like 15 years. Yeah. And that stems from when the Pistons were actually good and they lost to the Spurs in the playoffs. Oh. So I like have this like still, that was what, 2004, I think. I, and to the, I like know. 15 years later, I'm still just like, I hate the Spurs. Yeah, I'm the same way with the <laughs> Penguins. They beat the Wings in Game 7, 2009. I still get angry. I've never cried over sports. A decade later, you know, look at us. Yeah, we, sports. we're emotionally healthy adults. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, but I feel like $3, $4. And I think a lot yeah. of that for you, I'm guessing, comes out of the fact that there's just other newer, better basketball games that you'd rather play. Um, I think that's less of a factor and more of just what the, how just vanilla, how okay. little there really is to this game. Like when you leave, I'm not going to be like, yeah, I think I'll play NBA jam. Like <laughs> it's the, not going to be like last week when you were texting me saying like, Let's come play over, Contra. play Contra. We got to play right. more Contra. <laughs> well, the Retron, like when you turn it off, it kind of saves the last place or whatever that you had um, yeah. that you were playing. And the initial screen was up from the last time I played this game, which was with my uncle. And that was, I want to say, almost two years ago at this point. And (laughs) the reason that I played NBA Jam with my uncle was because I played NBA Jam with my uncle growing up. Yeah. So it was like purely nostalgic. And so that's all NBA Jam really is to me these days is just like a nostalgia trip. Okay. Um, So like by today's standard, there's not a whole lot there. Uh, I want to say sometime in the fall, I picked up like NBA Street Volume 2. And that's like a, a game that I way more want to spend time with than NBA Jam. Just because like, one, it's a great game. And two, it's it's just like there's a lot more there than uh, this particular game. Yeah. But I will say that the new versions of NBA Jam 2010-2011 uh, are really good. 
I know. I've I come, do love those games. I've come over here a couple of times and you've been playing that and uh, yeah, you seem to enjoy it. My wife likes those games too. That makes it Which, great. Yeah. So the yeah. last time I played the on fire edition, whatever, I think I was playing with her and we we're having a good time. So any game that you don't have to enjoy by yourself and that your wife can get excited about, that's a good game. I <laughs> guess it depends on who your wife is. Well, both unless your wife is the yeah. gamer in the relationship and then she can get excited that her husband who doesn't play games enjoys the same game. Yeah. Like my, my wife is, uh, obsessed with halo and we don't even own an Xbox anymore. <laughs> and so like my whole goal with gaming is to like, and she's going to hear this and I'm going to have to have this conversation again is she, my whole goal in gaming is to like, try to not remind her how much she loves halo. So I don't have to buy an Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> I love halo too, but I just, um, I'm holding out like that shred of impossible hope that maybe Microsoft and Nintendo will partner up and we can get like halo three on the switch. And then that will just make my life. Hmm. You well, you could get Halo Three on the Xbox One. I know. I don't own an Xbox One. I own a Nintendo Switch. You can get an Xbox One for relatively cheap. See, stop doing this. Now she's gonna hear this. What about Halo Infinite? Uh, we like it's gonna have split screen probably, right? That's the thing. <laughs> we would have bought an Xbox One if Halo Five had split screen, but it's like we only play together. We're never yeah. playing Halo apart, and the fact that it didn't have split screen. It's like, well, that makes it really easy to not buy an Xbox one. And then master chief collection came out and it's like, Oh, I really want that. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, back to NBA jam and yeah. what the game is worth. Yeah. What do you think this one's going for on eBay? Super Nintendo version. Well, you said there's like a gazillion versions. I know well, that we'll I, talk about that in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I, we're gonna, I can't you gotta tell imagine. me what you think the, the super Nintendo version and the Genesis version of NBA jam tournament edition are going for on ebay uh it can't be much i'm gonna say like seven dollars okay for the super nintendo version yeah all right uh so the range that i saw for this one for super nintendo was like nine to fifteen okay price charting said eight dollars and 78 cents is what the super nintendo version is trending for ebay wouldn't give me a trending number so i had to like quickly glance at like what the auctions were going for so it, yeah i would say Nine, ten, twelve, thirteen dollars is what you can get NBA okay. MTE for. All right. Uh, what about the Genesis version? Uh, Genesis version. Um, the carts look dumber, and <laughs> the controller is garbage. So you're gonna knock off a couple bucks. Wow. So if the Super Nintendo one's like nine, ten Man. bucks, then Genesis seven dollars. I'm gonna go right back to that seven dollars. That's uh technically fairly correct. I saw like seven to twelve for the range in Genesis. I'll take it. That's uh, a win. Price charting has the Genesis version at $7.46. Oh, hey, that's in the $7 range. Yeah. So we'll just... Nailed it. Yeah. I was, that's exactly what I was going to say is you nailed it. Did you look up what like OG NBA Jam costs? I didn't have a lot of time, no. but I think it's about the same or a little bit Probably, cheaper. Probably. Yeah. I, I think. can't imagine. I feel like that's what I paid. I feel like I paid $7 for yeah. it. And that yeah. was a couple years ago, but... What do you think a complete version of the PS1 version of NBA JMTE goes for? This is just a ridiculous question. It uh, is a ridiculous question, but this a is... A complete version? So like box and, and CD? Okay, okay. Well, I was as I was poking around online, I found some random forum. I'll try to find it again. Try to put it in the show notes. What is the best version of NBA JMTE? Apparently, the consensus is the Sega Saturn version. Oh. But the PS1 version is also good. I guess. Um, 
I guess they're closer to like the arcade version of it. Okay. Which naturally, you know, makes sense. The Genesis makes and sense. The, the Super Nintendo, they don't have as nice of graphics or sound or anything. They're obviously the garbage versions of NBA Jam, but the good ones, PS1. Sega Saturn. What do you think a PS1 version is going for? Uh, it's on a disc, so it's not worth anything. To me, okay. personally, it's going to get scratched. All right. It's just throw it in the microwave. Uh, $4. Is that a real guess? Or I don't are you know. Just, you just oh, complete. That complete. means with the case in the... Yeah, okay. how you would oh, want so a PS1 gonna game. Who wants... A loose disc. Yeah, You're no, right. Loose no, discs. See, you can't I don't even, even know. I can't even with loose discs. No, that's but that's what's that's gonna like end up. That's like an OCD as, like offense to me. Is that jewel loose case disc. is gonna break? Uh, twenty four dollars. Okay. Uh, that one according to price charting is going for thirty dollars. Wow. Yeah. Would you pay thirty dollars for this game? No. <laughs> I, I wouldn't either. <laughs> uh, so what about uh, what about Sega Saturn? Sega Saturn. I honestly don't even know what a sega saturn is <laughs> i know it's it's a disc-based sega system yeah that has weird looking uh like game covers they get that like weird sega saturn yeah. thing down the side i mean i could go take you downstairs we could play nhl 97 right now on you a, sega have a sega saturn i do have a sega saturn. uh it's gotta <laughs> be it's more rare right i don't even like was that a thing that people own a sega saturn <laughs> I'm just, again, reminder, everyone, I don't know a whole lot about video games. The Saturn is a whole weird thing. Like Sega like pushed it out before they should have and developers weren't ready. And okay. it's, so it, it tends to be a little bit more obscure. Okay. $50. Um, actually, that one uh, for a complete copy, because it's also a disc, you know, jewel case. Yeah. You're going to want a complete copy. Oh, yeah. Uh, that one's $21 according to price charting. Shoot. But I think the... Uh, I feel like I looked it up on eBay and it was a little bit more than that, but it's just kind of rare. Real quick, give me a guess for the Jaguar version. I there's a console I don't know anything about. Jaguar, that's made by Atari. Atari, yeah. Okay, so they did have a theme going with Atari Jaguar, Atari Lynx. Yeah. Uh, Again, that's a system that nobody. But like that doesn't necessarily mean the games are worth much. Thirty dollars. Forty two. Forty two. A great number. Forty two dollars. Classic. And finally, we have a. Yet another version of NBA Jam TE uh, on the Sega 32X. What do you think that version's going for? This is just like a walk down the memory lane of all of the Dude, consoles that I you've kind of heard about, but like don't think that anybody owned except for that one weird kid down the street yes. who's like dad right. brought him home a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff from Japan and like you're like, what is this? And he never could find games for it because yeah. uh, a 32X, I don't know, does that... A, is that a disc or a cartridge? It's a cartridge. It's a cartridge. I'm pretty sure it's a cartridge. I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's like the cartridges with like yellow stripes on them. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, $12. <laughs> $26.49. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> part of what I was talking about when we, you know, before we started recording, when you got here is I was like, shocked at, at everything I found when I started doing research for NBA JMTE. Cause to me it was just this Genesis game that I played growing up. Yeah. And then I found out it was one of those games where they're like, put it on everything. And I'm like, why are there so many versions of this game? And then I found out there's this whole like acclaim midway split and acclaim made all these really terrible NBA jam games. And the real developer publisher of NBA jam, like made good ones that continued to be good for a long time. And it just was like, Wow, there's a lot more here than I realized. Man. 
That's a deep. That's a deep story. Anyways, <laughs> I think that about wraps things up. I think so too. I think so too. Well, you got anything else? Um, just one last thing before we go. I just want to remind you guys that we are on Twitter and Instagram and we post stuff there every single day. We don't spam you with a whole lot of posts. It's usually just one high quality post per day. We put a lot of effort into it. It's not just stuff from the podcast. We do share video clips uh, of the podcast and we do share some stuff about the games that we're talking about, but we also every day will share stuff, uh, different retro commercials or advertisements or just old stuff that relates to gaming in some way, and it's a lot of fun. If you're already following us there, awesome. Interact with us. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, and if you are not following with us, get on there. Get on Twitter. Get on Instagram. Follow us. We are at W-I-O-W podcast. That is worth it or worthless podcast, just the acronym version because we don't want to make you have to type out the whole super long name. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Follow us. We're posting cool stuff. We hope that you like it. And if you don't like it, um, you can let us know. We'll yeah, our feelings. It's a great way to have a conversation with us, and it's also like a great way just to see a lot of really cool old retro content. Just generally speaking, it's been great um, for me because I, you know, like I say, I don't know all this stuff about retro video games, but I've been learning a lot as we've been running the the social media and been finding a lot of really cool stuff. There's like a whole treasure trove of 80s and 90s yeah. video game media that is out there that's just been forgotten. And it's a lot of fun when I stumble across something that only has like 14 views and I'm like, oh (laughs) man, this is going to be good. So check it out. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. I think that's going to wrap it up for us. I think so too. We'll see you next time. All right. Bye. If you have any questions or feedback, feel free to email us at worthitorworthlesspodcast at gmail.com. And if you're interested in staying up to date with the show, follow us at W-I-O-W podcast on Twitter and Instagram. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review and subscribe if you want to hear more. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the show. We sincerely appreciate it. Talk to you next time.